Hey all, this is HJ. Megan and I recorded this little holiday special back in September of 2021 when we were feeling a little silly and a lot philosophical. Next year, we are going to be back and bigger than ever with new series planned and even some guest cameos from some of our treasured friends and fandom experts. We hope you had a restful and happy holiday season, and we wish you a happy new year. Love you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, including what we're about to talk about today. And that's okay. My name is Hillary. And I'm Megan. And today... We were originally planning on recording an episode about a promising young woman, which we will do at a later point. But I contacted Megan and I said, hey, look, I, it's just not the vibe today. We've been on sad train. Hey yeah, guys, did you enjoy eight episodes in a row of just of, horrible, of just harrowing shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for that last one. Anyway. <laughs> right. So we thought we'd talk about a different kind of failure of humanity. Cats. Um, cats um, (laughs) no not the creatures which are wonderful and perfect in every single way possible but the abomination of the world (laughs) abomination by andrew lloyd Webber, which he Uh, is prone to hate so um, that okay just as like a complete starting up front with the sidebar i read an article title that said andrew lloyd Webber hates cats and i'm like i feel like i watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and he was all involved with it it's it's one of those like things that evolves into just this horrible, I, this horrible I, monster outside. Of this so school. my experience with cats is my mom like loved the musical when I was a kid. I saw it when PBS did like a recording of it. I watched it on PBS, and then my mom like recorded it on like video cassette. So we watched that like when my mom wanted us to shut up for two hours. And then when the movie came out, my mom was like, oh, you loved this movie when we were kids. And I was like, "Mm." you loved this movie when we were kids. (laughs) And so I went to see it with my mom right around Christmas, right before 2020. Yeah, Christmas 2019. And then uh, I and that's my experience. God. That's so interesting because that's like such a quintessential like 90s child because I definitely also saw that PBS um, special and I was like, this is a strange thing and I hope it doesn't awaken anything in me. And yeah. then I'm just going to sit real close to the TV for the Rum Tum Tugger song. Mom won't oh. have any questions. Oh He's it's like a cat. It's fine. It doesn't matter <laughs> that his crotch is directly in my face. So, um, so uh i so this isn't dad, about that musical it's about the movie of the musical yeah no it's, it's so we're, we're just giving a preface this is this episode yeah is about cats 2019 it's specifically about cats 2019 but my relationship with cats started with that pbs recording in the broadway show and then my dad gave me a copy of the t.s Eliot book old possum's book of practical cats yes i loved i loved those poems they were so fun i was a little kid i was like eight or nine Mm-hmm. And then I went on to graduate school to study poetry, and I discovered that that was his best book of book of poetry. That that was his best work. His uh, T. S. Eliot just should have never written anything else. I, um, um, I, I'm we're gonna get flamed for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that when I read that book of poetry, which was like a few years ago, like not too far along, like like from the modern day, I very recently read this book of poetry, and then I'm looking at the poems, and I looked at my friend, and I went. Wait, these are the lyrics in the song. Yeah, what? yeah. No, he just wrote the music. He didn't have to hire 
a book writer because it is just a sung through musical. Of a book of poetry. Of a book of poetry. Man, way to phone it in, Andrew. <laughs> he sure did. He's like, all right, I've just made a musical about uh, a, a, you know, disfigured phantom, you know, based on the 1930s movie. And I've made a great musical. And I've just done another musical about Jesus Christ. And you know what I'm going to do? I just want more money. That's what I'd really like. <laughs> and that's really what happened. That is truly what happened. So, like, I knew this book of poetry when I was a kid, so... But I, I didn't see the movie until like January of 2020. Yes. So right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was with my, my friends in England. I was visiting them. And they said, have you seen Cats yet? We haven't. We were actually waiting for you. And I said, okay. So Cats was nearing the end of the theatrical run. So there was like one show a day at like the local movie theater by them. Yes. So we bought a big tub of popcorn, three tickets. We were the only people in the theater. And I'm so glad we were the only people in the theater. I spent two hours screaming at the top of my lungs, just uh, yelling. That's the only way to view that film, guys. I The only way I started screaming is, um, spoiler alert, Idris Elba plays McCavity. Oh, my God. Who is, uh, in terms of the like actual musical, McCavity's like an incidental character. McCavity's not a villain so much as it is this like, topic of conversation a couple of times throughout the musical and then you see McCavity and then and then he like tries to attack somebody and then he disappears into the night you know like a cat does um and they said okay I see I see I see what we did here however quick thing we've paid Idris Elba quite a sum of money so he needs to sing now and everyone's like that is not the character of McCavity no, he doesn't sing. And in fact, he's more of just this ominous presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we paid for Idris Elba. So you're going to make him sing. And he's going to have a very large, obnoxious personality. And we are going to make him a brown cat. And at one point, he's just going to take off the one piece of human clothing he's wearing, um, which we decided to add for this film. And he's going to look like a furry, naked Ken doll. <laughs> and you're just going to... You're just going to make that because we, as the studio, are directing you to because we want to create nightmares for adults. Oh, yeah, for sure. The second that flashed on the screen, uh, all three of us yelled, like, like, screams of terror. It's literally, like, you. the, the reaction is, so I covered my mouth, like, I just watched a graphic murder. Like, I was like, oh my god, is that Idris Elba with a furry crotch? (laughs) They did, like, every person, well, not every person, like, every sexy person in that movie. They did them so dirty. Um, it's, it's so, okay. Like, you got Jason Derulo and you made him into a Ken doll. No, it was the worst part was he's like, all right, we're going to do a thing. We're having you, going to be, it's funny, it's, I, it's, you're going to have a milk drink, yeah? And you're just like, who's, who? Who is your dialect coach, sir? There was Dick Van Dyke none. and Mary Poppins. He did a better job. Yeah, no. Jason Derulo's accent was just fucking hysterical. And I just want to let everyone know that basically we are going to shit on every single member of the cast who is a relevant, very popular actor. Obviously, I will not shit on the very strong ensemble of actual fucking dancers and singers. That dro- that's what drove me nuts. All the people in the very, very minor roles were like actual performers who did this stuff. And it's like, 
Okay, so my main problem with this is that Tom Hooper tried to put the Tom Hooper treatment on fucking cats. And you don't put the Tom Hooper treatment on cats. You no. don't make it serious. So, um... It's to, stupid. To remind me of Tom Hooper, Tom Hooper was, like, the director of, like, The King's Speech, right? The King's Speech, uh, he did Les Mis, like, oh, that adaptation. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. no, 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 I thought after Les Mis, we decided to take that responsibility away from him. He's not allowed to translate any more musicals into film. No. He's okay, sidebar, I cannot believe he made um he made Anne Hathaway sing that fucking note when she was sitting. Cruelty. Um, she recorded it eight times. Eight times she sang I Dreamed a Dream eight times in a row. Yeah. That's like, hmm, maybe you're not so much a director of musical theater as you are like Stanley Kubrick if he got a degree in musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I think Stanley Kubrick would have handled Cats 2019 better than Tom Hooper did. I think he would have leaned I, into the actual horror of the musical, and I kind of wish it had done that. Yeah, because it, like, it couldn't, I think, yeah, the Tom Hooper aspect of it is like, I need to make this a work of art. It's like, it was lit very cool. There Larry, were, I, I gotta talk about the elephant in the room, though. Can we talk about the butthole cut? Hillary, I know what your face is doing right now, and I know you don't want to, but the internet told me that it existed, and I just need to know, based on your fact-finding research expedition about this very dark and disturbing topic of Cats, the movie 2019, what the fuck is the butthole cut? Okay, um, give me one second to gather my thoughts. (laughs) The buttholes. Do you know that when I found out that there was a version of the film that they had created that included the assholes of cats on the human people that they had put CGI fur onto. So they were like, well, you know, let's just right in the middle. And I went, hmm. uh, and then they went, no, we decided not to make it. And I went, what kind of story is this? What is your film about? Well, one of the top news stories is uh, the butthole cut was almost released and fans are demanding to release the butthole cut. Yeah, no, I, from the, uh, no, from the cursory research uh, that I did, I actually had an article pulled up and I was hoping you wouldn't ask about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for the sake of my ears and my mind and my sanity and my health. (laughs) It's actually, um, uh, the butthole cut is a result actually of Tom Hooper being a fucking psychopath. And then like, cause he, okay, so Tom Hooper knows nothing about animation. Knows jack shit. Well, he knows jack shit about, like, filmmaking, but, like, he knows <laughs> nothing about what goes into CGI animation. Yeah. And so he, he treated working conditions for everyone, no matter what aspect of the set, were terrible. Like, working on this movie, like, it's, except for the actors, apparently, was just fucking awful. And I'm going to read this quote from this article. Yes, please. Because this is um, the fucking funniest thing i have ever like just all right so it's an anonymous source obviously this is vanity fair magazine by the way yeah so it's like not not a you know the post or something but when we were looking at the playbacks we were like what the hell you guys see that the source told the outlet we paused it we wanted to call our supervisor and we're like there's a fucking asshole in there there's buttholes it wasn't prominent but you saw it and you were just like, what the hell is that? There's a fucking butthole in here. It wasn't in your face. But at the same time, too, if you're looking, you'll see it. <laughs> they put discreet assholes 
I'm sorry, guys. I, I just love the idea of a discreet asshole being placed within random shots that are obviously appropriate in Cats the movie. And they didn't notice it until fucking, was this post-production at that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. That's fun, guys. I, um, you know what? I feel like there were just so many parts of this movie that the butthole cut is like, yeah, it's something. But do you guys remember when Rebel Wilson ate small, tiny people dressed as roaches? Small, tiny children. Oh. Actually. Okay. Um, I know that that was what was the truth, but I was really hoping that I wouldn't have to say that. So Okay, I like, listen, you what made me talk about the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that after I left the theater, I looked at my mom and I was like, hey, do you remember the Jenny Any Dot song going that way? <laughs> and she I, went, no. But I think, I think a lot of the visual aspects and a lot of what... Um, it's so funny because like, I love how all of our episodes, even when we're shitting on something and it's fucking hilarious, ends up being like, oh, here's why et- like the ethics here were bad. Oh my <laughs> god, I cannot wait. Please, please explain. So the fact of the matter is, um, from all reports, the um, the making of this film was incredibly rushed, like especially the animation because, you know. Uh, Tom Hooper, in all of his insanity, wanted this to look like human-cat hybrids. Like, it needed to be that way for some reason. So, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the musical from the 80s, um, they're dressed in the sense of, like, somebody dressed up as a cat for Halloween. And they made it it 80s-themed. And it works really well because it's acknowledged that it's theatrical. You know? Absolutely. And I think that was 100% of the appeal. And I think what was so crazy about Cats is that, I mean, you guys, if you're not, if you weren't in New York in the 90s, it's kind of hard to gauge how just insane Cats was. Oh, it was, um, it was huge. It's It was odd. I think it was concerning to the point, like, you look back on it and you're like, was this like... Like some kind of, like like everyone just had to agree that Cats was a phenomenon because otherwise we'd all look collectively stupid, you know? Yeah. I'm trying like to it was like- just, it was just such an odd musical for everyone to hitch their wagon to when it came to like, this is the best musical I've ever heard in my life. I'm trying to think. Like, I- excuse me, sit down, Hamilton. <laughs> Real. But, um, uh, Hamilton, even Hamilton's kind of like different just because it's like, it's not as culty as Cats was. And I'm not sure if there's really, truly been anything like that since. Like, no, no, I don't think um, there has. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think Beetlejuice wanted to be that, but it just wasn't like... Well, Beetlejuice also ended up suffering because it was on Broadway during the pandemic. So it closed because mm-hmm. it was during the pandemic. And Broadway suffered like a bunch because of the pandemic. But totally negative news aside, we're going to talk about fun, stupid shit from the 1990s when Broadway was just filled with a lot of people doing so much cocaine, guys. I don't mean to say that if you were in Cats, you you had a cocaine habit, but you were looking into it in the side as a hobby. You know? They did eight shows a week, and that show with intermission is like two and a half hours long. And And they're dancing and singing the whole time. That is exactly it. And what's so crazy is what's... What people don't notice now, because Broadway has to have a big celebrity to draw you there, 
But back then it was just look at this random show that we've decided to create that doesn't have any person of really name, but it's just going to be a very interesting experience. And that's what's so good about shows like Cats, shows like Phantom of the Opera, shows like Lion King, is that you're not tied to the cast, you're tied to the story. And it's kind of what you should do, like as, as any kind of production, you should not make your cast your central focus. You should find people, like in the instance of Cats, you want to find strong singers, you want to find people who are good dancers as well, you want to find evocative people, and people who absolutely have a very strong musical theater background. And what we got in the movie was Rebel Wilson, James Corden, uh, Judy Dench, his old tutor Ron, I'm so sorry, Judy Dench, and... <laughs> I'm I, listen guys it's hard for me to make it through this cast list okay okay Ian McCallum oh my god Ian McCallum Idris Elba Taylor Swift Jason Derulo Jennifer Hudson um am I forgetting anyone Hill um Idris Elba did you say that already I did say Idris Elba he, Idris Elba I don't, he, he was such a presence that I think I'm like repeating. It just opened needs to count three times, guys. Um, <laughs> once for the coat, once for my cavity. Um. And, and then the guys who played Skimble Shanks and Victoria and Mr. Mistopheles and the big and the gray cat in the front. Oh yeah, all because those people that were, I don't know. Those were all people who were actually like either plucked from obscurity or like actual performers. Yeah, like and I'll tell you that all those scenes are the strongest. <laughs> All those scenes are the strongest, and like they shoot, they just shoehorned in a lot of weird stuff for the sake of like Tom Hooper being like, "This is a serious Tom Hooper production." Like, first of all, Mr. Mistopheles is gay, and like intentionally so. Like, I'm not saying like I'm not like putting on my fucking like tin hat and gloves and being like, like it's to, like openly acknowledged that like like, like you're the character the, is the, like the actual book and you're like hey see do you see do you see this musical that was put on broadway for many decades yeah 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 so mr mistopheles yes right here mm-hmm, this one i get it that he's nuzzling a lot of cats but i don't know have you seen cats they kind of nuzzle each other and everything so yeah they shoehorn um, <laughs> this weird romance in with the white cat who doesn't have a name in the musical and no. like, has a big part they made up that song that stupid song apparently they wrote it in a week and she learned it in like a day and that's why she sounds so hesitant because she didn't know the fucking words to it so good wow 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 that's oh my god this is a professional production guys are you kidding yeah. Oh, wait, and tell face. me, tell me more about how um, you know, everybody who's in the major large cast was completely separated from the rest of the fucking cast. Oh yeah, because uh, why, why be with the actual like musical theater peons who do this for a living? I do you do you want to know something real true though? Is when the Skimble Shank song came on, my whole heart went, oh, "It's the railway cat!" Oh my god. Well, yes, because he was singing a song. Doing a dance, like doing actual things for musicals. And I think one of the focus of Cats is that it's really, even like when it's Rum Tum Tugger singing about Rum Tum Tugger, there's like at least two to three other featured dancers in it. Yes. So I don't know why they didn't focus on that. Instead, they were like, yeah, let's do the Jenny Any Dot song, but instead of an ensemble chorus that help her, you know, carry the song along, we're just going to have. This horrifying nightmare of Rebel Wilson, Wilson unzipping her skin to, to reveal another layer of fur. And this time, 
a vest and skirt piece. So that's something you all got to sit with now. Yeah. And like <laughs> at least an eighth of their budget was like paying Taylor Swift to be in that film. So like. And she wrote that song that Victoria sang, right? Yeah. Which is why it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, like it th- sounds like a fucking Taylor Swift B-side. I just, I feel like, okay, so this is, this is my crazy, like, I was a theater major brain, but okay, you're telling me, all right, you've just handed me a large sum of money to make cats into a movie. So here's what I'd do. And if you don't want it to be an exact copy of the Broadway musical, because that's what I would have gone for, honestly, lots of jazzercise shit. Are you ready, guys? We're going to film this on VHS. Um, but... If I didn't want to do that, I just think you should lean heavily into how weird it is. I think you should just make it either like a whole like acid trip of a musical movie, like um, Across the Universe. Mm-hmm. Or you could like deep go into horror and then like, do you still do the same thing with Rebel Wilson? Unzipping her own skin. <laughs> I like, I, I think probably what I would have done would have been like, just like having it set in a theater and like, having the other cats perform for each other, essentially. Like, like, not, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is though, like, with the casting, is that they could have really, I think this would be a perfect chance to do a bunch of unknowns. I think that, I think that, you know, Mistopheles and Victoria and, uh, you know, not Rum Tum Tugger, uh, Skibble Shags, all of them, like, they were great. They were so good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching, like, you know, just the fact that I was engrossed in who the characters were and not looking at an actor and judging them for, like, how poorly this performance is going. Well, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's like, like you said, like, uh, a lot of Broadway musicals need a celebrity to, like, draw people in now. Mm-hmm. And I think probably part of the reason why, um, what's it called, um, why Beetlejuice was as successful as it was, even though, you know, it was cut short or whatever, is because there were no big actors in that show. Yeah, it had some big Broadway names in it. Like, Carrie Butler was in it, right? What? Carrie Butler was in it, the original cast, at least, right? Uh, Yes, but, like, those are Broadway names. Those are not, like, film and television names, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Like, I could say Carrie Butler to probably my next door neighbor and they'd be like, is that the person who moved in down the street? Is that her name? Is it a Butler family? No, no, I'm talking about Carrie Butler and Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice now. That's nice, honey. Like, that's nice, honey. Um, I just, like, the, there were just elements of it that were so strange. And I think the fact that, like, it's not really a thing that should have been made into a movie. I, no, I, I agree with you one trillion percent. I'd rather them just have re-released the PBS recording in theaters. Yes. And quite, and this is because, brr, Cats has no plot. Cats has zero plot. They have to invent a plot. <laughs> guys, it's a big old spoiler. There's, there's nothing, guys. There's literally, it's, the plot does not exist because there was never one to begin with. I think I saw it summarized somewhere and I wish I knew who to, um... Uh, credit this, uh, uh, credit this too. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's like, cats, it's just a bunch of cats are like, here's the reason why I should be chosen to die. And then Skibbleshanks <laughs> is like, I have a job. I wear pants. <laughs> I'm like. Um, okay. So my favorite thing <laughs> is that is, that is literally it. And then for some odd reason, between all of that madness, Dame Judy Je- Dedge 
wearing a fur coat does like weird sex moves towards Ian McKellen while he's like licking milk out of a large silver bowl. Okay, you know my guy like took a huge bong rip every day before set, came on, was like, you did know, his lines. I was like, can I leave? In interviews, he's like, yeah, yeah, I was a cat. Oh. And, you know, big mood. Like, that was a big paycheck. I respect him. I hope he's like fucking hot dudes in the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Just like, listen, I respect it because actors still have jobs and like yeah you want to do easy jobs especially when you're 75 and should retire um, but i do think that uh cats is a crime against humanity in the sense of uh why was this film even like i've seen some terrible films like i've seen bad films i've seen uh i've seen both deuce bigelow's those are not good. Those are real, real, real bad. The, the, the plot. Male gigolos. Yes. Yes. Both of them. One of them was male. One of them was European. I don't remember. Like I literally conflate the plot of the two of those films constantly. But still it was better and at least more cohesive in appearance and tone and acting than Cats the film 2019 directed by Tom Hooper. Starring people desperate for an easy paycheck. Yeah, because there was no there was no passion in any of it. You can tell so much of it was rushed because there's so many little moving parts, even in a silly little musical based on a silly little book of poems for children. Um, like, just so many elements involved. For example, coaching all of the American actors to have English accents. Um, maybe, like... Casting James Corden as your go-to English actor don't do that don't i I feel like if you want your film to suffer just just put fucking james corden in it man like that's literally the producer's version of we can make more money with a flop than with a hit you put james corden in that shit he is literally taking it down with him (laughs) god and that whole oh he's just the worst and what's so crazy is the character of uh what, what is it Bustopher Jones okay so Bustopher Jones is a mostly a physical actor like it's a it's a the actor who plays him is wearing like a Mr. Creosote kind of fat suit mm-hmm. and he's got a big old tummy and he's a fat cat Bustopher Jones is a fat cat I don't know why I would I love fat cats fat cats top fun, like I love them they're great and they deserve lots of pets and they're, maybe a little bit more activity yeah yeah Maybe it's just a like, slight change to their diet. But other than that, perfect. Other than that, we're fond of them. Anyway, they were like, let's get a fat English actor. And I'm like, okay. And James Corden can, like, I will, I will admit James Corden can sing. I, I, like I apologize fine, for the though. fact that he is completely great. insufferable to everyone in the world. Oh, God, he's so... He's it's so... Just, in, it's just bad. He's just I saw, bad. I saw this thing the other day that was like, if I was stuck in traffic in LA and fucking um, James Corden and Camilla Cabello came dancing in the road, like, I would run them over and not a single jury on earth would convict me. Um, no, they will. Can I? So with that being said, James Corden is in the Cats movie and also the Cinderella movie. And okay. And also you, Into the Woods. I will never forgive them for that. Yeah. Well, This is not about to become a James Corden episode, but I just want to let you know we have very strong feelings and opinions about said man. And him as Buster for Jones should have been 
a relatively easy task, but we all hate him so much. He was so bad, guys. <laughs> he's just like... He's just, he's just like overacting to the top of like, if you guys have ever been in community theater and there's always that one older dude who always gets like a major role or like a big supporting role because he's just been a part of the community theater for 15 years or whatever. He owns a local restaurant. Yeah. And he donates a bunch of the proceeds to the theater and he's just such a, I mean, none of this is specific to me at all. Um, So just wanted to let that out there, but. Not specific to me either at all. Nope. Never. This is not a common and shared life experience but so you got this one dude who's in this community theater and has been and he's just shitty he's just full of himself he is literally a dude who you if you had a degree in drama you would be considered hoity-toity and not a real actor and you'd be like sir you actually own a franchise of arby's so <laughs> let's let's be a little bit calmer all right let's not act like my degree in drama makes me better than you when we know for a fact it does so anyway but this person is real don't hold this back person is, this person is real and He's, real shitty about his personality so like what james, he'll do is james you were in gavin and stacy so like pack it in okay like just absolutely and James Corden is that man. He is that man, but he is that man as a millionaire. And you are just like, hey, why did we let that kind of human achieve anything in life? Yeah. So, like, like we're, if we're going to be shitting on, like, cast members, like, let's Oh, I can't wait. Who's the next one? Let's go. Oh, Taylor Swift is next, and you know it. Oh, um, I'm, I'm so excited. Please, please. Taylor I, is I'm, like, I'm, I know you're very passionate about Taylor Swift and... Her songwriting, so I am just so excited. Yeah. It's just, like, she's the equivalent of, like, the, she, like, in, we'll use a community theater scenario, okay? Oh, I'm, ooh, ooh, ooh. She's a very beautiful girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or she is a mildly good-looking girl who is friends with the director, who, like, gets cast as a, if not a main role, a beloved role, for example. Yes. Yes. And gets a great song in whatever show or gets a great line or whatever. And people are saying, oh, she's so great. She's so wonderful. And because of her looks and because of the fact that she can, like, fit into the costume that you cannot fit into. um, Yes. It's just, Uh, like, one of those deals. She is, like, she is your regulatory skinny person in any theater group who plays the romantic lead or whatever is the sexy lead. Yeah, basically. She is the thin, tall, like, Hot but one. not too tall. Not too tall. No. no, 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 no. Too tall. I mean, technically Taylor Swift is too tall for community theater standards. So that is why the character in Cats literally would have been that character. What's the character's name? The, the cat Mom, that, uh, Taylor Swift? or something. Tumblerina. Bumblerina. Thumblerina. Mm-hmm. Am I saying this right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm fucking saying it right. Um, Taylor Swift cats. Uh, we love, I mean, she loves cats. And I feel like she could have just left it at that. Um, I feel like yeah, she, she could have just, just left just it as I love cats. She could have just yeah, had I got cute animals that I paid a lot of money for. Big fan of cats. That's and it. Like she, We're good. And she's like, I'm going to be a songwriter and write a song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm like, Andrew Lloyd Webber is like reviled in the theater community. This is not something you want to lie or so, align yourself with. Um, I watched a documentary about the Cats musical and how it was just before <laughs> it came grab. out. 
But before it came out, literally everyone was like, this is making no money. Are you shitting me? Are you? Did you read this? Did you read this? Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser never show up again in the script. And they have a five minute song, Andrew. Why? <laughs> it, this is a person who is already like, is already basically set for life. And is just like mad with power at this point. I mean, it's, it's so weird because it was such a, like, watching this, uh, like, watching this documentary, it was just, the the guys who were, they were interviewing, they were just like, yeah, I, if you would, if you would ask me, and so it came out in the 80s, if you would ask them, you know, in the 70s when he started floating the idea around, because he started writing uh, Cats and uh, Phantom, I think, at the same time, um, and he... So, so he started floating the idea of Cats the Musical because he had this T.S. Eliot book and he was very, like, you know, inspired by it and he wanted to put it to music. But then, every, like, he had to shop around for a while. And when it did come out, there was this big anticipation that it was going to be a huge flop. Yeah. And then people saw it and they're like, actually, this is so fucking bonkers. Let's roll with it. And, like, and it okay. was things that parents could take their kids to. I think yeah. that is why. Cats kind of opened up Broadway in a way to children that I don't think was accessible on Broadway before, you know? Oh, I absolutely think this. And one thing I will give Andrew Lloyd Webber, this is a pattern with him, like as a songwriter, as a composer, like, and I know you know this, but like, I'll tell our listeners that yeah. any musical that he has ever written mm-hmm. has one, maybe two good songs in it. And the rest are garbage. Like, oh, consistently. oh, that is, that is a strong truth of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. In this musical there, I believe there are two. There's one obvious one, which is memory. Which yes, is of course. A fucking banger song. I think Jennifer Hudson like kills it. I think she did a great job. I but, agree. Um, it's the only part of the movie that I was like, wow, I'm actually getting emotional about this. But, um, and I think Rum Tum Tugger is a great song. Like, it's just a fun, it's, it's stupid, yeah. but it's a great chorus. But like, I, I think for me, I just like the opening, the overture to Cats, the da na 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 And it's, for me, it is just a gigantic nostalgia trip. Because, oh, yeah. like I said, this is like, I have no idea if this is a shared life experience for all, like, American kids or kids without, like, in the 90s, but... In New York, and how much my mom loved Cats. She had like the vinyl. She had it on the VHS that she recorded, um, and she had I think she had it on cassette. And so I just always hear that opening. Dun, it's like synthesizer, and it's truly like, oh, it's just really good. It is. It is something that it always makes me feel good to listen to. And memory is just something that, like Hillary said, Jennifer Hudson was a phenomenal choice. She in no way, shape or form was not suited to like that. She's obviously the best and only choice to sing this song. It's one of the hardest songs in musical theater. Um, and it's one of the most yeah. iconic songs and in musical theater. Was, you don't want to fuck up with that choice. Yeah. And it was effortless. And they like, if they made one good decision, it was that. It's just, and they did her dirty. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. If they could have just gotten like a couple of tissue people in between like shots and be like, okay, wait, Jenny, you, you just got a little bit of just a little bit of snot right on your lip okay we're just gonna wipe that away so that way the audience doesn't comment it like, comment on it on reddit like and they made her backstory like they made like a like a woman of color's backstory like really shady and weird that's bad optics you really could have just stuck with she's old and tired like yeah i really think that would have just been the I, I love that there's not a lot of i i like i also think that judy dench as deuteronomy was not a great choice. An odd was, choice. It was I literally she, like they were throwing darts from characters for actors. Like they literally, like honestly, like 
like I don't I don't know if he sings, but like I, I would imagine like Forrest Whitaker or something like that. Like that I think would be would have been a more sound well, choice. Yeah. Well, well, I'm used to Ken Page. So Ken Page was the uh, voice of Oogie Boogie in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So Is he's he still like alive? a really. I have no idea. Let's just do a quick check, guys. All right, and Ken Page. Nope, my computer's frozen. Sorry, guys. I have a piece I, will, of crap. I will. I will look it up. Uh. All right, uh, Ken Page is still alive, and he actually would have been perfect. He would have been fine. He was he was in the original cast, and I think that would be a perfect choice to put somebody been, from the original cast. Well, not the original cast, the '90s cast. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about um, I'm talking about like if they want the star power or whatever. Like Ken Page would be fine. He is 67. He's six days older than my mom. Uh, and that's the thing is when he was in Cats in the 90s, he was in his 40s. And they were like, yeah, just age him up because this is Broadway and he's wearing a cat outfit made of mops. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Guys, look up look up the old Deuteronomy costume. And it is literally somebody was like, all right, uh, did you go to the supply store and get me 300 mops? I'm going to cut off the heads of these mops and sew them on to a gigantic trench coat. And hopefully we'll find an actor who won't die wearing it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it, man it just, Ken, yeah Ken Page <laughs> I think Ken, I think Ken Page would have been here I am thinking okay so like here's the, here I am thinking like oh because he played an old person because they did such a good job with like the aging and the stage oh so yeah like, oh he played an old person he must be dead by now like I don't know <laughs> I, think my, I love you I'm sorry I'm dumb like, no no legitimately I do the same thing like I was like huh like, I'll just, like, think about elementary school, and I'm like, huh, they were old back then. They're probably dead now. And I'm like, wow, man, I've got to get a better outlook on life. Okay, okay, we'll do we'll do a sidebar that I'm going to keep in because I want everyone in the world to hear about this on that subject. Yes. Um, I, like, ran into my junior high school's librarian in, um, like, the grocery store. I thought she was, like, 40,000 years old when, like, I was in junior high school. I was like, oh, how you doing? She's like, I'm great. I just turned 70. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I thought Yo. you were so old when I knew you. No. Yeah. No. No. Like, my hey, mom is three guys, years younger. time is real and it's marching ever forward. You are and, like, less and less young every day. And, <laughs> the, and that's the thing. Like, but that's the thing about casting, you know? Like, they, you can just use age makeup. You can just use, like... Like, oh, on Broadway, it was much easier to hire someone who was younger than the listed age of the character because they can go harder than somebody who is the listed age of the character, especially if the character's in their 60s or 70s. Um, and like with Ken Page's Deuteronomy, he was wearing a very heavy costume. So if they had hired a 60-plus-year-old man to wear a costume that most likely weighed 40 pounds, yeah, if he would have passed out halfway through show three. If you're... <laughs> <laughs> if you're um <laughs> you so i'm fun. sorry guys i am i am uh warmed up and ready to go so no, we're doing it it's, it's so good it's just it's, so many jokes about how actors die in the cats musical yeah basically <laughs> oh trapdoor oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right that deuteronomy's out get another one oh she got lifted too close to the ceiling she girl bossed a little too close to the sun <laughs> cats was the original spider-man turn off the dark no <laughs> <laughs> guys how many people can play peter parker was your answer 568 yes that's the answer Did we're gonna get a lot of guys literally anytime they like started the second act sure. 
Yeah, man. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Um, but We'll eventually talk to... about that because... Uh... Oh, it's, we're going to be having a lot more fun, laughy episodes going forward. I'm not I'm not in sad mode now. I want to joke about how musicals are silly and when they make a movie of the musical and they're just like, we're going to make it, you know, deep. And, and also Idris Elba is a magic cat that can disappear. Yes. I think... Um... Why is he the only cat that can disappear? So sad. I don't know. <laughs> Hillary, you have to answer these questions. I stay awake at night. Listen, you listen. Uh, there's only there's a uh, several question limit. Uh, you uh, we hit it with the butthole cut. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my god! But I think about um, to on a more not a more serious note, just on a more like philosophical journey note. I think often about. Um, it's a, uh, we always cite our sources here and we always cite other creators. And Lindsay Ellis made a video. It was like, is the movie musical dead? She also made a video called why, why is cats? And I recommend you watch that. Um, oh, because absolutely. it goes much more into detail of the creation of cats. But, um, she, she makes a point that the movie musical like is dead, that it should no longer exist. And I don't know necessarily if it's true, but I also don't know how, a movie musical could work nowadays because well for example Dear like, Evan Hansen just came out didn't it? I I know but like is it effective like that's what I'm talking about oh. well like like it can, it can certainly be made like mm. <laughs> like they're well, allowed well, that's the thing is the, the reviews of Dear Evan Hansen have been probably just marginally stronger than Katz's re- reception oh yeah no it got it got like annihilated by critics I think though is that Musicals can easily be made into a movie. It's just the correct director and it's the correct musical. I think that Dear Evan Hansen is a, to be honest, to be honest, I don't think it's that good of a musical. <laughs> I think I have, I, have very, I have very strong opinions over what I consider a good musical. And as much as I love the idea of, you know, a musical about sad kids in the social media age. Okay. Um, the, the point. <laughs> here's the plot of that musical. So we can all be on the same page about why it's trash. Okay. A socially anxious kid with no friends writes letters to himself as per suggestion of his therapist. It gets into the hand of his bully. His bully kills himself. And his bully's grieving family is like, we found this note in his belongings you know were you friends with him and he's got a crush on his bully sister so he's like yeah i was totally friends with him we were best friends i i really tried to save his life and basically gets entrenched in this family's life because he's like horny and lonely um is that not the worst thing you've ever heard um but even when the sun comes crashing through if you need a friend to carry you (laughs) fuck I'm sorry. I'm uh, my favorite musical. I think it's it's a it's a, like a toss up between like I do love Hairspray. I love Hairspray a lot because I just I think John Waters um, oh, has really good fun. movies. Hairspray and exactly fun. and Hairspray is one of the few musicals that I can think of that it that had body diversity before it was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like the original um the original movie like the one with Ricky Lake and, and oh, Divine yeah. and stuff like that. Um, apparently, like, like, from all the dancing that Ricky was doing, she was starting to lose weight. So apparently, like, John would pause everything and be like, all right, snack break, come on, Twinkies, let's uh, go. 
fucking love John Waters because I just like there's a scene. Um, I don't know if you know this fun fact about the original Hairspray. I know we're going everywhere, but fun fact about the original Hairspray is that Ben Stiller's dad, Jerry Stiller, was in Hairspray. He played uh, Mr. Pinky's Hideaway. It's like the plus size clothing shop. Oh, yeah. He owns the plus size clothing shop. So fun little side fact. But I like Hairspray. I like I mean, I like Cats. I like Cats as a musical because it's well it's 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 well deep in my fucking subconscious that you're fucking liking it. And like, you're not going to change now, bitch. Yeah, there are different types of musicals and different types of musicals can be adapted into films like but I think that it has to be done the right way I think that one of the pinnacles of a great movie musical is the Cinderella that is not that has James Corden not in it it's Jason Alexander instead you mean you mean uh, brand the Brandy the Brandy musical we call it 1997 Cinderella with Whitney and Brit and uh, Brandy and uh Bernadette. Yes. Yes. So I'm obsessed with that musical. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. But that's a very good, that's a very good one because it literally, it just feels like you're watching a stage play. It's great. feels like you're watching somebody on stage. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief because it's treated like it's on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's treated like it's, it's just enough where it's like, okay, they're in places, but you kind of have an understanding of like the containment of everything. And it's like. Uh, like the invented fourth wall as opposed to like the actual fourth wall of her TV screen. Absolutely. And it's just like, and also like Cinderella's age appropriate in that film. Like, you know, it's like a whole list of factors and um, like the stepmother's age appropriate. Like, you know, there's all these different like little things. Yeah. And like Brandy is a great singer. Yes. She's not a conventional oh, yes. musical theater voice, but she's a great singer. Which is a smart choice if you're trying to like zhuzh up the, uh, the the movie musical. Mm-hmm. However, um, I just looking at the singing voice of literally the entire cast. So first of all, Taylor Swift. I'm sorry, you can sing, but this is not. This is there was there was zero acting in that singing. She can hold so if you can't, a note. <laughs> she can hold it. She cannot take it anywhere. Um, but she. But the thing is, is the McCavity song is a very hot and sexy, like, room song. And instead, it was more like a lackluster kind of middle-of-the-road rendition from somebody who didn't want to be there. She- um, and then you have uh, Ian McKellen, who is just trying his best most days. And you just know he, like, showed up to work because he woke up, like, 15 minutes late. So his whole schedule got knocked off. And he's in his 70s, so his schedule is set in stone. So he just showed up, and, and they were just like you know what let's film it and keep all the footage and not film it ever again and then you have rebel wilson and james corden who collectively were a bad choice in every way shape and form the the one person that i think they did they did dirty a lot with lack of preparation because like <laughs> i can't believe i'm going to bat for jason derulo but here we go <laughs> jason, derulo. <laughs> jason derulo is incredibly talented He's a great singer. He's a great dancer. He's actually a decent actor. But they, yeah, they gave I, him I no time to prepare. Like, they did not feature Rum Tug, Tum Tugger nearly enough. Like, he was <laughs> wasted in that role. I also think that Jason Derulo probably had the enthusiasm and wherewithal to be like, yes, this is going to be a fun adventure and I'm going to really try here. And, um, like, he had the kind of same attitude, at least to the audience, at least to me, it appeared that he had the same attitude as like the ensemble, as Victoria, as Mr. Mistopheles. He was excited. As, exactly. And I think that, I think that that ensemble 
And those actors were strong enough that if you had gotten less big names and it, you had stuck more to this idea of performance, you know, more about like cats performing for other cats and less about this thread of a plot that needs to exist. Um, fucking Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas exists and it has no plot. I think I've finished it, but I don't know. <laughs> but Okay, that's... That's a it's uh, a little bit of a different matter. We'll we'll get to that well, one day. Both because involve a lot of drugs to enjoy. <laughs> it involves a lot of drugs, but it's also Tom's. It's also Gonzo journalism, which was a whole different deal. Okay, later. <laughs> <laughs> like we will discuss at a later date. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not smart sometimes. No, you are. You are smart. I just have you just have weird niche knowledge, and I just have weird niche knowledge. <laughs> we do. It is crazy, guys. If you ever need very specific trivia, like you know, buffs, I. I just let me know if it's within the tri-state area. <laughs> right? Um, invite us to your tri-state area trivia games. We um, will disappoint. <laughs> yes, I like to have a soda with a lime in it. Anyway. Um... <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, cats in closing, guys. Let's let's wrap this up and bring this home. And uh, just and express I think to you. I think it's great that this episode was just as chaotic as Cats 2019 makes you feel. <laughs> Guys, it's literally like if you just listened to this episode and had no idea what Cats was about, the You're chaos fine. that occurred is basically what happened. It's just a lot of things that make you as a human go... I see why God has forsaken this planet. You know, like, you're just like, there's no way. There's If Cats was allowed to be made, then I really think we have no hope as humans with regards to cultural, I mean, artistic integrity. Like, I mean, like, also cultural integrity. I mean, fair. that's fair. You you were, you were really, you really tried to, like, save it, but I think the first time you said the right I'm like, thing. this is... We have no cultural integrity. I'm like, no, 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 guys. Don't don't get so... Don't get heavy, Megan. Like, yeah. Guys, we have no cultural integrity because I watched a trailer for the Batman and I went, this is the same. This is all the same. It's just the same. Like, this... Dear Fandom is going to become... Every progressive episode is going to be about how a different remake or a reboot or a movie being transformed into a musical or a musical being transformed into a movie is just turning my brain to slowly to soup. Oh, yeah. It's mush. I don't remember anything. Work? Yeah, Who I is mean, she? Just Mr. Mistopheles. That's all. And we all say, oh, hey. <laughs> oh. I know. Man, guys. Guys, uh, you know what? Maybe you should watch Cats. It's fun. Yeah. Do you, do you want to laugh and scream at a TV in kind of an, you know, a fun, insane way? Watch Cats. <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you all for listening to this uh, magical mystery tour of uh, the insides of our minds. Yeah, um, we had to talk about this. Been... It's been waiting for two years, guys. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it really has been. Jesus Christ. It's nearly it's been, been two, two I, years. I know. I, cats caused Fine. the pandemic. Guys, you I'm sorry about this. We're, we're wrapping. We're, we want to make sure we bring it back to the pandemic by talking about what caused it in the beginning, which is to say, cats. We do cats 2019. I do. Cats 2019. Tom, I do believe that Tom Hooper caused the pandemic. All right. Thank you. All. <laughs> Man. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Continuing to listen, all five of you. Um, yeah. Listen. I'm. I'm just happy to. I'm Hang just happy to talk. do this. I don't care yeah. who listens. Like, yeah, this is just something that, like, my kids are going to pull up, like, 15 years in the future and be like, Mom, what was this about? And I'll go, 
I better listen. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Much love to you all. Uh, vaccines, yes. masks. Just don't be an idiot about it, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, get vaccinated. If you're not already vaccinated, get it. I don't need to give you a reason. Just get it. Just get um, it. And wear a mask in public spaces and keep on keeping on. And we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.